have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I am very excited today to have the pleasure of talking to Rick. And Rick is here. He is um, a employee of U.S. Mortgage Corp. And I met him a few months ago because I was on a podcast show with him. And I actually, it wasn't a podcast. It was a um, webinar and i wanted him to share all of his nuggets that he has with our community also so welcome rick to grab your keys thanks for having me i am humbled and thrilled to be here and share like sue you're an incredible individual that's also putting out awesome content so it's just nice to be with like-minded individuals yeah that's i think that's how we really grow as a community but grow in our businesses is really to always keep our energy high but in, it also to keep our minds open and fresh to new education um how did you get into this mortgage world rick so it's funny it's a it's a long story i'll try to give you the cliff notes version i was um at the time several years ago i was living in houston texas hurricane katrina hit i was managing a clothing store in houston texas i got relocated to louisiana met a girl, uh, my now wife, she was going to school at Tulane, getting an education in uh, a master's in epidemiology and public health. I figured I hit the jackpot. She's going to make a lot of money. I can be a stay at home husband, trophy husband. Come to find out, she so she got a job. There's only a few places in the world that she could work. CDC was one of them. So she got a job with the CDC. And then I learned that government employees are not massively paid. No, they're not. So, no. So my, my dreams is a stay at home a, a trophy husband out the door. So uh, I tried to relocate my company to Atlanta and unfortunately they would not relocate me. So I went everywhere interviewing for a job. Nobody would hire me. So I decided to apply for the state farm insurance agent program. I got accepted. I opened up a state farm agency in Tucker, Georgia. Within three years, I was the number one agent in my market segment in terms of auto home. And I was getting 90% of my business from mortgage loan originators visiting mortgage offices. So I just kept going to the offices every week and branch managers would be like, who are you? What are you doing here? And I would tell them like, I do insurances. I'm here to prospect your loan officers, get business. And they were just blown away that like my prospecting activity. And they would ask if I would come and teach their LOs to do what I do. I'm like, absolutely. So uh, I was on Wells Fargo's regional sales call, teaching their LOs to prospect. Wow. <laughs> and I Then different managers would ask me like, Rick, how, you work, how many loan officers do you work with? I'm like, I don't know, 120. They're like, wow, can you, can you connect us with some of your better producing loan officers? I'm like, sure. Sue, she sends me four insurance requests a month. I guess that's pretty good. And I just started connecting people uh, and being an unofficial recruiter by accident. Because you're a connector. You're driven right. by relationships and connecting people. That's so important in our business. Yep. 
Um, so before long, uh, a buddy of mine got a job at a national mortgage company. He said that they hired him to grow out and scale and he was going to become the national sales manager. So they hired him. I sent him over a good friend of mine that is an awesome manager. That good friend of mine worked there and became the area manager. I then recruited six LOs for them by accident. I didn't mean to. So they said, Rick, what would it take for you to close down your business? Come work with us. We are going, you know, I'm going to become, he's going to become the national sales manager. And as he grows and scales, he needs his leadership team around him. So we would love for you to be the national director of business development. I had no idea what any of that was meant, but they told me that I would get paid very well. And all I had to do is connect people. I'm like, well, Sounds pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, he's like, Rick, what you're doing now and for free is what you do for us. So we would pay you for it. I'm like, all right, like, let's give well, it a shot. Enjoy what you do. It does make your job easy. And it seems, you know, when you enjoy what you do, you you excel in it. What yeah. do you feel you're, you're super successful? What do you feel your three keys to success are? It's a good question. I, I think uh, I'll say I'll, I'll lean it on my PhD. Like like we say in NAREP, I'm poor, hungry, and determined. Those are my three keys to success. You're being poor, hungry, and determined. Poor, PhD. hungry, and determined. So yeah. you brought up NAREP. And can you tell our audience what that is and what their mission is? So NAREP is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Um their mission was is sustainable Hispanic home ownership. So I, I don't know the exact year they started. We'll say probably early 2000s. And right. at that time, the mission was sustainable Hispanic home ownership, helping Hispanic families accomplish the American dream of home ownership. Right. Since then, it's evolved. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into that. How has it evolved? Cool. I'm glad you asked. So originally, that was the goal, the sustaining Hispanic home ownership. But as we were able to achieve that milestone and become the largest trade organization in the country, NAREP identified there's other areas that we need to help our community in. The major area is teaching wealth building. So NAREP developed the Hispanic Wealth Project, mm -hmm. and then they developed the NAREP 10 Disciplines. And the NAREP 10 Disciplines are 10 disciplines to live by. Um, it's pretty much the education piece to educate our consumers on how to become wealthy. And these are basic fundamental principles that you probably grew up with knowing and many of the people watching this knowing, but many Hispanic families never knew. Like my, my parents both worked two to three jobs as I was growing up. So they, they knew nothing about building wealth. Right. You know, many Hispanic families, as soon as you get that paycheck, were buying a truck or, or buying, you know, spending it. And through these NARAP 10 disciplines, we are teaching and educating families on how to become wealthy. So then NARAP took the next step forward and they... They have the NAREP 10 disciplines and they developed NAREP 10 certified trainers. So I am a certified trainer on the NAREP 10. We have a, about 100 or so across the country that teach the NAREP 10 disciplines in their marketplace, at churches, at real estate offices. Um, I spoke at an organization here in Atlanta called the Georgia Association of Latino Elected Officials, Galeo. And it's an organization that educates, you know, Hispanics to go into politics. I spoke there on the NAREP 10. I spoke at the Latin American Association on the yeah, NAREP 10. Great. So just go, I, I speak at realtor offices all the time on podcasts like this. So it's a, it's a very powerful tool that NAREP has pivoted to, to help more in our community. 
Well, I think it's really important for us to educate our Hispanic communities, especially about home ownership, because 38% of Hispanic, 38% of buyers are Hispanic, and they really don't know the 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 ins and outs, nor do very many people at all. So I think it's super important that we're constantly educating our first time home buyers and everyone on what they need to do to purchase a home and what they need to be educated on with regards to a budget and with regards to how much you need to put towards a house. I mean, a lot of people think that they need to pay for a house in cash and that's not really they, they, you're not going to, you don't need 200,000 or 300 or $400,000. That's not obtainable, but if you or they can, think they need like 20% down, right? Or they, they, or they need 20% down, but you can obtain a mortgage with as little as some to sometimes 0% down, but you can obtain a mortgage, an FHA mortgage with three and a half percent down. That's really super important to know. And you don't need perfect credit. And um, by getting a expert in the mortgage industry, to help educate them, it's super important because we are making differences in the in all people's lives when they buy a house. Yes, super important. And, and I think what uh, you know, not think I, I I'm convinced that everything you're saying now is more important in today's environment than ever before. Right? True. Like I'm, I'm sure you're following the industry. You know, the NAR lawsuit. What was it? 1.7, 1.9 billion dollars. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so, so now like realtors got to reinvent themselves. Why, why would a consumer want to pay a realtor the, uh, a, a commission, the price of a car, of a small car, <laughs> I'm going to pay you 20, $30,000 on the transaction. I can go out and buy a car for like, why all you do it. So now more than ever, realtors need to show their value. And I think that now more than ever with, um, business being compressed and business being slower, loan officers have to show their value. And now more than ever with, with loan officers struggling, managers have to show their value and it just goes up the ladder. Companies need to show their value. I, I think we're in an environment where everyone needs to show and provide value um, in this, in this dynamic. Yeah. Providing your value is something that I've been preaching for years now. I think that that's the basis of how to get business is when you provide value and you educate people on your value, they come to you because you're the expert in droves. And I think that you need to constantly be helping people and helping people in any way. If you're the gift giver, I like to be the gift giver in every way, gifting and knowledge, gifting and gifts, gifting in, in anything that I can do to help. Because then it comes back and people are like, oh, we can ask Sue for that help. We can ask Rick for that help because, you know, she's constantly giving. And I think that that's super important to know. And um, and I think that that allows you to actually look at your three keys to success in the PhD in actually what poor, hungry, hungry determined. and determined. Okay, so determined is one of my core values. So I totally get that. So I'm always determined to get the best for each and every client that I serve, whether that's a realtor, whether that's a borrower, whether that's any type of referral partner or professional, because um, I'm because I'm and I'm determined for myself. So I love the D. And we don't ever want you to be poor and hungry, but the poor and the hungry is to make sure you're not poor and hungry. And that's right. why your keys to that's why there are keys to your success in PhD. So I right. love that. 
And by yeah, I mean, educating your clientele and through NARUP and the certification, you're actually making sure that you and your borrowers are not poor and hungry. Yeah. And, and the hungry, I, I'm a big fight fan. I don't know if you like boxing or MMA. I'm, I'm a big fight fan. And, you know, there, there are these individuals that work their entire life to get to a championship belt and, and win that belt. Well, when you're working your way up the ladder, like you're not, you don't have the money, you're sleeping on the mats, you're sleeping in the gym. Um, and then you get the championship and you're rich and you have millions, you're paid, getting paid millions of fight, right? It's a lot harder to get into bed early in the morning and put the work in when you're laying in nice silk sheets mm-hmm. than when it is when you're sleeping on the gym floor. So right. that's where I say, like, you got to stay hungry. You can't take for granted everything you have now because my perspective is it all be gone tomorrow. And I think this market right. has shown that. I, I And I always tell people to stay humble. Authentic mm-hmm. and humble is super important. And the humble is with the hungry because it can get snatched away from you in, in a heartbeat. Um, and that's why constantly showing your value is so important. So I love that PhD that you were talking about for the keys to success. Who do you admire, Rick? Ooh, um, I mean, there's so many people within our industry that I admire. Uh, I'm going to shout out my, my buddy. Um, he's one of the owners of the Federal Savings Bank out of Chicago, Bernie Miller. He's one of my mentors, somebody I really admire. Of course, Ian Klein, Chief Marketing Officer at U.S. Mortgage, somebody I really admire. Um, hmm, who else? How, let me pivot on that because you said um, your mentors. How important do you think it is in this industry to have mentors? Critical. Um, I have like a board of directors, my own board of directors. I have several people that I reach out to and bounce stuff off of. And pretty much they are all in roles that I would like to be in one day. They're, they're much higher levels than I am. I believe that you are the sum of the people of, of the group, of the company you, you keep around, right? right. So if I'm going to keep around friends of mine from high school that are in careers that have not advanced to where I want to be. I'm going to be at that level. Right. So I try to circle myself with people that are significantly better, brighter, and uh, sharper than I am. Which, right. I mean, and, and honestly, like my my entire, I, I try to improve every single year. So it, it could be something as small, and you're going to laugh at me. I just started wearing cologne like two months ago. <laughs> like little Why? things. Like I'm, I'm always Why? trying to, because it, it improves. It makes me more professional, Right. right? I, I was, uh, my laptop bag was like a tactical backpack. I just upgraded to like a professional looking backpack because I'm, uh, I'm just learning to, if I'm going to be the professional that, that you see here, I need to be the professional that when you see me on the streets or walking around, you're like, okay, that guy has it, take, has it all put together. Yeah. You want the podcaster to come up and ask you what you do for a living. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or I want to be invited on podcast. The TikToker <laughs> that goes up. What do you do for a living? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's so funny. Um, what, if you had to make a career change, you've been in insurance, now you're in mortgage, what would you do? It's a good question. I have no idea. I, Cause you love mortgage so much. No, I, I, you're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I, I, well, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, I'm not really involved in like in my role, my day to day, like right. I'm, I'm not even really involved in the mortgage process at all. Like my, my right. whole focus is in coaching biz dev, um, the, you know, growing people, helping people right. accomplish their dreams is my focus. So I think if I wasn't in the mortgage space, maybe some type of coaching space where 
um, I can help others achieve their goals or dreams. Because you like uh, helping others achieve their goals and dreams. It, it, it's, you know, I, I get satisfaction out of it. You know, my, my, my dreams are helping others achieve their dreams. Right. That's great. I, mean, I, I also, and I'm sure you can relate, right? Like I'm Hispanic. You're a woman. We've both have our challenges uh, early in our career, right? Um, you, you may be a few months older than me. So I imagine <laughs> when at your time coming up, there weren't many leaders in leadership roles to mentor you. Right. Same thing for me coming up in the industry, there was no Hispanic leaders in the mortgage space that I even knew of that um, I could lean on for mentorship. I remember meeting Patty Orviello, the owner of New American Funding. At Patty's a, amazing. At an and, um, in incredible lady. Icon in the mortgage industry as a woman incredible and Hispanic, incredible lady. So I reached out to her again, like nine years ago, eight years ago, I was new to the business. Like Patty, can we start a mastermind group? I want to learn everything from you. She was the only one out there. And then over time, you know, I, I met uh, Eddie Perez, who's the owner of equity prime, another great um, mentor in my life to help me take it to the next level. You know, he was out there and he gave me a lot of advice and outside of those two, like there, I, there wasn't much. So like, I just feel, um, that it's, I have to pass, send that elevator back down to help those others because I found success. I need to help others find that success. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, being a mentor is super important and having mentors is even more important. I agree with you. As a woman in the mortgage industry, I was surrounded by men all the time and there weren't very many successful women in the mortgage industry, maybe two. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and maybe not even two, I think there was just one and mm -hmm. it was super important. And we were luckily in the same area and, um, I learned so much from her and it was really important that I had that, uh, person to look up to in the mortgage industry and know that there was no glass ceiling and to know that whatever I you know, wanted to reach for, it was obtainable. And I think that you're doing the same thing in making everyone understand that whether you're Hispanic woman or any, anything that right. you can have a mentor and everything's obtainable as long as you put in the hard work. So you always have to put in the hard work, but I love what you said about reaching out to Patty and saying, hi, can we have a mastermind group? I mean, being able to reach out is great, but you need to have the confidence in order to reach out and do that. A lot of people don't have that. So that was super fantastic. And what's in the future for Rick? Uh, what's in the future for me? Good question. I, I don't quite know. I've been so focused on um, growing and providing value in this market. So I guess what's the future for me is being a stronger influencer on social media, uh, being- right. Be being able to share those skill sets with more people and helping others become stronger influencers as realtors and loan officers on the Instagram and social media space. That's fantastic. Well, Rick, it has been a pleasure having you on Grab Your Keys. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you listened to or you want to share Rick's great words of wisdom. Please share it with your friends. We're all over on social media. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Grab Your Keys.